Hello, this is Reverend Simon Shadowlight. I'm one of the associate ministers at Mile High Church, and today I have the honor of speaking with Geshe Tenzing, who is the spokesperson for the Mystical Arts of Tibet Tours. And we're just going to spend a little time talking about the upcoming events at Mile High Church and what they'll be doing. So Geshe Tenzing, thank yes. you so much for, for being with us. I really appreciate it. Um, can you just sort of give us an overview of, uh, you know, you tour all over the United States and yes. I guess throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about the purpose behind the work that you're doing. Okay. So we are actually, my name is Keshi Tenzin Pencil. I'm the spokesperson for the Mystical Arts of Tibet Tour. And uh, so the Mystical Arts of Tibet Tour was founded in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think over 27 years ago now. The monks from Tepung Losling Monasteries, and uh, so Tepung Losling Monastery was uh, one of the largest monastic institution in Tibet. was founded in 1416, and then after the invasion and occupation by Chinese forces, military forces in 59, so the monastery was you know, you know forced to close, and many of the monks, including His Holiness Dalai Lamas, and many of the Tibetan people, you know, had to flee from Tibet to India, so thereby reestablish yeah. you know the refugee monastery there. So the monks on the tour are directly from the refugee monastery from South India. Okay. And uh, so we do have, a, you know, the three main objectives, you know, bringing this mystical arts of Tibet tour in the United States and also touring some other countries as well. And so the number one is, you know, since uh, Tibet has, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, way, you know, deep and profound, you know, the Buddhist philosophy, culture, and traditions, and uh, which are, you know, based on, you know, philosophy of love and compassion and wisdom. So we feel that, you know, uh, so through our own century-old Tibetan, you know, the tradition and culture, you know, has a great potential to promote world peace and harmony. Mm -hmm. So that's actually our number one, you know, the prime, you know, the objectives bringing mystical arts of Tibet to in North America and also throughout the world. Right. And uh, so the second, you know, the objective is, you know, since such, you know, the the rich, you know, the cultural traditions, you know, this the very ancient region, cultural tradition, which is actually highly endangered right now in this day in, you know, today's, uh, in, in inside Tibet, and uh, so, so we, we make you know the awareness about Tibetan situation that actually facing to the Tibetan refugee people and also Tibetan, you know, people living inside Tibet as well, and uh, so that we can have you know the uh, good you know the uh, the resolution for this you know conflict going on with the Chinese you know the military forces and the Chinese government and uh, Tibetan government in exile. Okay. And uh, so the number third is, you know, through, you know, touring through this, you know, the mystical arts of Tibet through the United States and some other countries. So we raise some funds uh, so that we can continue to preserve our own Tibetan culture and tradition in exile community in India. Right. So these are the main three main objectives, you know, bringing, you know, the mystical arts of Tibet tour that was founded in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, through our, you know, the Depulosling, you know, the institute you know, the monastic institute that was established in Atlanta, Georgia. Through that, you know, that monastery itself actually, you know, affiliated with the Amory Universities. And uh, so through that, you know, we, you know, bring about this, you know, the Mystical Arts of Tibet Tour that was founded in 19, you know, the 87-8. Right, right, yeah. right. 
So tell me a little bit about the monks who are over here. My understanding is that each year, potentially, it could be different monks. Yeah. Um, is there a particular selection process? or Exactly. You know, how does that work? Yeah, exactly. So we do have a selection committee for this mystical of Tibetu in our monastery in, you know, the South India. Uh, so since we have uh, like over 3,500, you know, the monks at the monastery right now in the South India, and uh, so on the basis of, you know, the spiritual maturities and their spiritual arts, you know, talents and so on and so forth, so the elder, you know, the monastics, you know, uh, the the senior geishas and, you know, the administrators and abbot of the monasteries, you know, they, on the basis of their spiritual maturity and their spiritual arts talent, and then thereby, you know, they're getting selections. Yeah. And uh, so normally, so every year, you know, the, this tour actually, it's the, in the past actually one and a half year touring, right. so okay. 18 months. Right. So so the recently we changed the duration of the tour, like, so exactly one year. So this particular tour actually arrived in the end of the January. And okay. uh, so this will be completed. This tour will be completed end of the December. Okay. And then January 1st, we flying back to India. Okay. And uh, so the, you know, most, you know, all of them actually, uh, either the senior student of the monastery and some geishas. Right. So geisha is equal in the degree that, you know, the degree PhD in Buddhist philosophies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we do have, you know, some geishas, four or five geishas, uh, including one Rinpoche, who is actually the leader of the uh, the tour. Now the term Rinpoche, what, what does that signify? So the Rinpoche actually, uh, it's, which actually means a precious one, and they can be referred to your own masters, because the master is your own the precious person in the world, right? right, right, right. So, and then Rinpoche can be used to the, those who are, you know, the reincarnated, right? right? So this particular, you know, the our group leader is also not only Geshe, he completed Geshe degree, but also he's a Rinpoche, he's a reincarnate, high reincarnate uh, of his own, the incarnation systems. Right. So this is actually the seventh, you know, the reincarnate of his own incarnation systems. Oh, so okay. para Rinpoche. So he's our group leader for, you know, this group, 2019 group. Right. And uh, we do have a two groups, you know, so one actually traveling in the Mexico. Oh, okay. So okay. we used to do, you know, traveling through European countries, some of European countries and South America as well. And also in the past, also, we also traveled to Japan, some, you know, Asia as well. And the mostly here in the United States. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask, I understand... Um, that a number of the monks were, were born in Tibet and they made that journey over. Can you tell me a little bit about that journey? Uh, uh, yeah, so in my group, this you know, 2019 group, my group actually having 10 monks, except me. So the rest of the nine monks actually born in Tibet. Okay. So I myself born in India because my parents fled from Tibet in 1959. Okay. Since then, you know, they're living there. So I was born there in South India. So the rest of the, the nine monks actually born in Tibet. And, uh, and uh, then thereby they, they fled from Tibet to India because they, they, they saw that, you know, inside Tibet is completely under pressure, under, you know, the restriction by the Chinese military forces. Right. And uh, there's no religious freedoms and so on and so forth. And then it's, it's hardly to find the, the opportunity to study about the 
the systematic both is you know the educational you know the systems you know studies program so that's how they left you know many of them they left right now i can say 25 years ago now right you know since then they never back you know right. and they left their families you know parents and every, everyone in inside tibet and they travel all through the himalayan mountain Right. And uh, especially in traveling in the winter seasons, because they thought that you know Chinese military cannot stay because winter right. seasons lot of wo- snow, right. and uh, so that's how they travel for weeks and some yeah, actually the months. But there's a lot of risking yeah. their life because if some you know the Chinese military forces this if they see them traveling trying to flee from you know inside Tibet to. India, so they will shoot down. So there's right. many cases that many life have been, you know, the lost by travel from across the Himalayan mountain to, you know, the India. Right. And uh, so that's how, you know, the monks, they actually sacrifice uh, their life to risking their life to travel all through the Himalayan mountain to reach India and thereby join into the exile community and then they, you know, wanted to have, you know, audience with His Holiness Dalai Lamas. Right. And then thereby, uh, it depends, you know, some people who have, you know, reached in the exile community in India, some they join into the normal, you know, the school, dwelling right. schools. Right. Some they join into the monastic school, so become a monk. So it's actually, it depends on individuals. Right. If, if someone wants to be a monk, so they can decide which wherever monastery they want to join right. and uh, some they just you know stay live like the lay persons you know and then joining to the you know the uh, lay people you know the schools and high primary school and middle right. school and high school there right. excellent now it's, it's, did I understand correctly that one of the monks who is with this year's tour actually was captured at one point oh uh, yeah yeah uh, I guess um, Chodak, yeah. So he had a one one time he was interviewed by one of the professor, I guess, in the in the University of Maryland, right. and uh, they were so you know the interests about the how you know uh, how he managed to escape and this and that, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, yes. Sometimes there's, you never know, you know, while you're traveling. Right. You know, these days since 2008, since you know. After Beijing Olympic, right? So they put tremendous, you know, the restriction. Right. Since 2008, almost every year, it's very less people can escape. Okay. We used to have, like, for example, in our monastery, and we're receiving new arrival, you know, the uh, Tibetan from Tibet, at least hundred or two hundred or so. Right. Sometimes 300 right. in one year. And thereby joining the monastery, become a fresh monastic, you know, s- students. Right. And these days, maybe less than, you know, 50, wow. 40, 50. Right. Very much less. Yeah. Because they put a lot of military forces all the all across the, the border with Nepal. Right. And border with India. Right. And these days... Uh, not just you know the border with India, but Nepal or many of the polices, you know, they are very favorable with the China. Right. If Nepal police, you know, even you reach into Nepal soil, Nepal boundary, Nepal, the capital city, you know, Kathmandu. Right. 
And then if Nepal police realize that this is just, you know, flood from Tibet, they will give it back to China. Okay. So it's very dangerous. This Nepal government is very much uh, controlled by the Chinese. Right. 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 And uh, so that's why these days, you know, even the celebration of His Holiness birthday, His Holiness Alelam birthday is very difficult, they deny. Okay. And many of the Tibetan refugees living there, but very difficult to, you know, to celebrate even the His Holiness Dalai Lama's birthday, right. which just, it just recently happened, you know, uh, July 6th. Right. And uh, so I think, you know, last past, you know, few years, so even the government of Nepal are very much pressure on Tibetan refugee people. Right. They're right. not giving as freedom that we are having in, in India. Right. In India, so we have all the religious freedom, wherever you travel, right. whatever you do, your practice, and the monasteries and everything right. in India. So it's, you know, situation is still, you know, getting worse. Right. And uh, very difficult to communicate. For example, the monks with me, like nine of them, actually born there in inside Tibet and then fled from Tibet, and then joined the monastery in South India. So when they try to communicate through social networks, right. it's very difficult. They pinpoint, you know, they know, uh, right? And then many of them, they sometimes they get home arrest in the midnight. Uh, right. So that's why. And the families and relatives who actually living inside Tibet always sometimes not to talk. Right. Yeah. Right. So they just to stay yeah, safe. Stay safe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before I ask you about the programs that you'll be doing here this week, there's just sort of one more question that comes in, and, um, and and certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but what what do you believe will happen once the Dalai Lama uh, makes his transition? Um, it's my understanding he's said that he may not incarnate again, uh, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong on that. What what do you see for the future, or what are your hopes for the future? Uh, that's very true. His Holiness has been you know asking a lot of interview about that, and uh, and many about uh, many more concern is actually these days you know Chinese official people right. they always you know try to control. Right. And always saying that, you know, the 15 Dalai Lama would be, you know, chosen by them themselves or appointed by themselves. And which is not, you know, against the whole theory of the Buddhism and everything. Because, the, first of all, the Chinese government, you know, does not believe in the religion. It's communism. Right. It's communist. They have no religion. Right. That's one thing. When there's no religion, there's no way to talk about the, what actually reincarnation is right because the whole this system of the reincarnation and this and that is very much based on the Buddhist you know the religion right. Buddhist belief and uh, so these days actually it's growing because they put a you know the law that you know uh, in and in and in all times so whoever you know individual person whoever wants to be a monk in he or she just go to the monastery or nunnery and then get admission from their abbot of the monastery. They can join it right. very easily, freely. But these days, they put a lot of, you know, new new rules and regulations in many of the monasteries, all of monasteries. Right. So whoever wanted to join a monastery, a monastery or become a monk, you get a permission from the general military forces. Right. 
So how it works, you know. Mm. So actually, it's a two different, two different, actually completely two different things. Right. Military forces supposed to be more, you know, wrathful things, actions, and all these things. Right. The monks and nuns are more peaceful actions. Right. But but still, you know, they're controlling everything. Yeah. And whoever wanted to join the monasteries, you need to get permission from them. So right. that is mainly, primarily, you know, the targeting for the 15 Dalai Lamas. Oh, yeah. Right. So we Tibetan people, 6 million Tibetan people, have, you know, has been very strong faith and belief in His Holiness Dalai Lamas. You know, since his, the first Dalai Lamas, you know, were born in, right. in, in, you know, in, in Tibet and thereby the leading, you know, not just spiritual, you know, the leadership of Tibet, but also the temporal. And uh, we have same faith and same, you know, the uh, uh, the belief that, you know, his, after this 14 Dalai Lamas, somehow, you know, pass away later on, so he will, you know, will, you know, come back right. and born into... We believe that, you know, not being born in the control countries right. or inside Tibet or something like that. So Dalai Lama himself a few times mentioned that if... He returned back, his reincarnation will be bad, so he will be born, you know, in free countries. Right. right. So that actually really makes sense. Right. If he being born in the control area or the, you know, the uh, restricted, you know, like country like Tibet, right. then China just captured, right. for example, like the, the great Panchen Lama. Mm -hmm. So his reincarnation was being born inside Tibet and then Right after His Holiness, you know, giving the recognition of the the Panchen Lama, the ten Panchen Lama reincarnation, right. and thereby the home arrest. Right. So at that time, the great Panchen Lama was uh, the reincarnation of great Panchen Lama was uh, just six years old, right, right. and uh, he was uh, one of the youngest, you know, the prisoners. Right. Since then, not just Panchen Lama, but whole families and the personal assistants and all of them unknown. Right. So since then to up to now. Uh -huh. So no one knows whether he is alive or getting proper education or practices and all these things. Right. Now how, so this, how old would he be? Uh, yeah, I th yeah, he was, um, I think, very close to 30. I think over just over 20, 27, 8, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about what you'll be doing here. So starting tonight, you'll have the opening ceremony for the creation of the Sun Mandala. Um, if you could, tell me a little bit about the purpose and the meaning behind building a mandala in general, and then in particular about uh, you know, the building of the Sun Mandala of Avalokiteshvara, the Bodhisattva of Compassion. Tell me a little bit about what that means and, and how that benefits the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so the mandala is actually very deep and profound meaning. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the term mandala itself is originated from the Sanskrit language and uh, actually is uh, not the mandala, but it's mandal. Mandal is in the proper pronunciation of the mandalas. And uh, in when the term itself, like when you know the uh, translate in Tibetan, so we use a uh, kilkor, right? Kil means center, 
core means surrounding. Okay. Or kill means essence. And then core means as, you know, taking essence. Right. And uh, so the each enlightened deities, enlightened Buddha has his or her own, you know, the mandalas, the enlightened worlds. Right. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, the the practices and the teachings of the all the mandalas, the guidelines and everything actually strictly observed in the text. You know, right. that actually types teaching, you know, the Buddhist teaching texts, um, not from the sutra, the common teaching. It's actually the tantric teaching, okay. very much based on the tantric system of the Buddhist teachings. Right. And uh, so the traditionally speaking, so mandala is being built whenever there's a special need for healing in community and the society and so and so forth. And also in connection with this, when they're, when the great master, the real master, is being, you know, given the empowerment ceremony of the particular deities. Mm-hmm. For example, if His Holiness, you know, is being given, you know, the empowerment ceremony of the Cheresi or the Avalokiteshwaras, and then mandala has to be created. Right. Right. The mandala is what actually meant for. Because the Avalokiteshwara, the Buddha Avalokiteshwara himself is being invoked right. in the center of the mandalas. Right. And thereby the, all the disciple and student being introduced. Okay. And where you're supposed to get in from the different directional gateways okay. in order to receive the actual blessing oh, okay. and the empowerment you know, the, from the center focus of the particular mandalas. Right. Whether it is Avalokiteshwaras, or Buddha Majushri for wisdom, or Avalokiteshwara for compassion, or Buddha medicine for the healing, so whatever the enlightened deity is, right? right? And uh, so, in a guide, in the you know the advantages of the creation of the mandalas, as mentioned in the textbooks, you know, a lot of there's advantages, beneficials, and uh, from the text, you know, it also mentioned that even a single glimpse at the seeing at the mandala is actually the activating positive energy in your eye consciousness, right. thereby the leaving the the positive imprints in your mental consciousness. Right. Because whenever we engage on any activities, we are engaging on the five consciousness, five senses, right. right through the five organs, the five senses, and thereby the mental level. Right. right. So that's why we believe that even a single glimpse at the mandalas while they're creating, you know, after opening ceremonies where they do the chanting, prayers, meditations, and also the invocation of forces of invoking the particular deity of the mandala here. Right. And in the presence of those invoked deities and Buddha and Buddha Sattvas, and they maintain meditative mindfulness and thereby creating, right. you know, as, you know, mentioned in the textbook. Right. So since they got few years, you know, many years to train in monasteries, so through their memories, so they're working without even, without discussing or talking. So they just, you know, you know, working by, you know, each other through these four directions. Right. And uh, maintaining their meditative mindfulness, the purpose of the creation of mandalas. Right. And since the mandala here, we are going to make mandala of the Buddha Avalokiteshwara. So the Buddha Avalokiteshwara is the embodiment of the all the compassionate energy of three times Buddha, right. Buddha, past, present, and future. Right. So we hope that, you know, 
the very creation of the mandala the mandala of the buddha avalokiteshwara is health so rest of the community right to generate the compassion you know and uh, to manifest right even we do have the seed of the compassion so we believe that everyone share the seed of compassion is there right so only thing is whether or not that seed can be you know spread out you know yeah. to activate yeah. or not yeah. so that's our problem sir right? right so since uh, we do have this great potential great seed of that compassion in our the nature of our mind is there but only thing is we need this external or internal condition right to condition it to to manifest right to act to to some extent right. first to your you know close circle of your families biological factor your compassion would be easier to extend to right. your, your friends and families first right, right. and then why not to the rest of the people right? right because after all we share the same you know desire or the desire of wanting happiness and don't want suffering so right. that is a matter of fact right. so why not to extending to so called the group of enemies right. so called group of the unknown persons right. right so we normally you know in teaching it mentioned that while you try to generate the compassion you always having the true three different categories of the group of peoples right. like the first number one is you know the close circle of in the group of people right and then you so called you the group of people for so called enemies right and then a group of people who actually never you know interact with and never know each other so and so forth unknown people sort of neutral yeah right. neutral state right. of mind so that's why so the while we train the you know generation of compassion so you should first you yourself have a sense of compassion within yourself right, right. for right. yourself and your family your first right thereby you can enhance and right. you can expand the same reason because the reason is you know we all innately have a strong desire of wanting happiness mm-hmm. don't want sufferings right so there's no boundary at all there is no barriers right. like the right. color or this nationality and this and that right. so everyone wanting happiness don't want sufferings so only thing is how to achieve that happiness and how to avoid that sufferings so that's a, you know the way to approach way to you know to reach so that's why we believe and we hope very much hopeful that you know the creation of mandala it's not you know only health the creator the monks the, themselves but also health right. the rest of the community right. and leaves a tremendous you know the the impact right. of the the awareness about the right. and the generation of the compassions right. and uh, so that you know through this community to and then rest of the community right. and thereby you can expand the, the awareness of compassion and the generation compassion towards you know the rest of society right. and community right. so then only we can talk about the bringing the whole peace and right. harmony so right. otherwise uh, if individual community you know never put in action so there won't be right. there's no possible to you know the bringing whole peace and harmony right. well and if i can't even have compassion for myself yeah. i'm probably not going to have it for my enemies i would think well now let me ask you now there is uh, i'm i'm sure more than one but there are specific buddhist practices um and i i one use the term metta uh, of loving kindness of of where one would intentionally uh focus on creating that feeling experiencing that compassion for self and those loved ones and then extend it out 
to a neutral person and then to one's mm-hmm. enemies. Is that, do I understand that kind yeah. of term? Mm-hmm. Um, would that be, you know, because we anticipate, uh, while you're here building the Mandela, that we'll have people who will come in and meditate. Um, would, would that be a, a good thing, if they're so inclined, would that be a good thing that they could, you know, set an intention for of, of having that experience of compassion for their loved ones and then, as you say, generating it out to to larger and larger circles. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that would be very uh, very good to you know to have this opportunity you know to to participate with the you know while the monks are chanting and invoking the right. Buddha Avalokiteshwaras, and uh, we do the the whole right the whole rites and rituals that you know they mention in the textbook right. the whole steps of the you know the rituals of the invoking the Buddha Lokiteshwaras and, and also the, the rest of, and, and and also Buddhasattvas and Buddhas, you know, the rest of the Buddhas here. And uh, so of course, you know if you try to connect with, you know, the spiritually, you know, and uh, and then I yeah, I believe that, you know, it very the benefits. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I did, you know, just in listening with you talk, and, and I'm always somewhat reluctant to uh, try and force parallels between different faith paths, but I know in, in our faith tradition, uh, one of the very important things is prayer. And in essence, we are, you know, creating in mind this ideal or this equivalent of the thing we're praying for, uh, and then wanting to embody that. And it, it you know makes me wonder when you when the you build the mandala, um, it's really like a blueprint or a representation of either that bodhisattva, that being, that that quality in this case of compassion, so that it can radiate more in the world. Mm-hmm. Is that um, so? It just seems to me that there is sort of a, a closeness to to what we do on our different faith paths. Mm-hmm. And that likewise, we're trying to bring those qualities into the world as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the mandala, and also, and also, I I normally you know try to explain you know when we when people ask what actually the mandala is, and uh, so that is actually one purpose that the the, the rough meaning of the mandalas, the kilkor, which means the center and surrounding, right? Or it's taking essence from within, right? And uh, so the mandala, the sand painting that we are making for the mandala of the Avalokiteshvara is just one of the example. Right. And the creation itself is comes under the external mandalas. Right. Right. So when we, when I try to explain the to the people, you know, so there are you know three different levels of the mandalas. One can say the external mandala, internal mandala, and secret level of mandalas. Okay. And then external mandala can be created like by sand and on the tables. Right. And also the external mandala can be created on canvas by painting. Right. And also external mandala can be created by three-dimensional one, like this building. Right. Made out of wood. If you ever visit to the monastery in India and Tibet, you know, Nepal also, some of them, so they have like three-dimensional mandala oh, made out of wood. Right. So which take years to complete. Right. And uh, so those are the three means of, you know, ways and means to create the mandalas, mm-hmm. the external mandalas. Right. right. And then there's the internal mandala in the sense. All the patterns, color, design, you know, everything has a specific meaning. Right. 
right? So those are meaning very uh, ancient Buddhist, you know, the iconography, you know, all of them, their special meaning. So those right. one can say the internal mandalas, right? The beauty of that icons, the symbols, signs and symbols, and the meaning, right? You know. And then external, inter- I mean, the secret level of mandala is, you know, the creation of secret level of mandala is also different. And the secret level of mandala itself is different. The creation of secret level of mandala actually should be created within your spatial body right. and thereby the realizing where those uh, energy centers and chakras and so on and so forth. Right. And the, where the, all the <coughs> different levels of the deities and this and that, reciting this and that, right. different points and so on and so forth. So those are the secrets, you know, right. the level of the creation of the mandala and also the secret meaning as well. So those are not not supposed to, you know, the discuss or talk in public. Right. So those are the secret level because it, the name of itself right. is a secret, right? right? So while we were on the tour, so we actually try to, you know, the exhibit or to show our, you know, the, the culture of, you know, the creation of the mandala you know, the a very external level as form of arts, right? right? And thereby the explaining very basic, the common understanding, right. Right. the common, you know, the interpretation, right. and not going the deeper level of the interpretation from different schools of thoughts. Right. And uh, so that's how, and, and, and also the teacher, I mean, te- teaching itself mentioned that, you know, even a cr- just single glimpse at the mandala is also activated positive energy and right, thereby right. you are getting the maximum, you know, the benefits. Right. And not only that, once we're done, so the mandala will be dismantled and thereby doing, you know, uh, uh, that, you know, the blessing actually we pour into the river, thereby the river dissolve into the earth. And actually, it believes to say that, you know, they're revitalizing the natural elements of the earth, so oh, which is right. very crucial for the inhabitants of the environment. Right. And uh, so there's so many, you know, the benefits, right. you know, the advantages of the creation of the mandalas, right. as mentioned in the text, right. you know, the teachings. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about um, the event on Sunday. So the, the sacred music, sacred dance. Um, tell me a little bit about the, you know, when people come, they're not, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not, they're not just seeing a performance, but tell me a little bit about the experience they'll be having. Mm-hmm. Okay, on Sunday, so we are going to have a sacred music, sacred dance for world healing that actually includes with many uh, different, you know, the pieces of the uh, performances and uh, we reach performances in the sense the rich costumes and the symbolic, the color and, you know, design, everything is a different spiritual, you know, the meanings. And, and also, for example, like the Black Hat Master dance, and uh, which is normally, you know, they perform on the, the eve of the new year mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, believing that, you know, the whatever we have, you know, the accumulating or whatever we, you know, have those you know, the negativities or the obstacles in our life, right? On the eve of the new year, we have to remove so that we can start with the new year with the freshness, right? With the positivities, right? So the that the you know the black hat master also the dancers also in the perform with the eve of the new year in the many different you know the monasteries, right. and so sometimes they dances for like few days. 
of the you know the black hat master dancers right. as to removing you know the invisible those obstacles and hindrances right. in the community you know and thereby the purifying and uh, and also there's a uh, the skeleton dance and the snow line dance and also the the cheer drum you know the so each one has a you know the special you know the spiritual you know the significance right the meaning right and uh and then i will be actually the making announcement each different pieces what actually Excellent. it means Excellent. and thereby if you are being able to spiritually connect it right not just like the normal the, the ordinary or normal common performance that right. you watch right? right so many of them you just watch and they enjoy and then after that it's finished right right many of right. them are like right. that so so the sacred music sacred you know the sacred dance not just you know you you being able to enjoy if you are being able to spiritually connect it, but also after performance you can have something. Thereby, why not invite this? You know you can also have a you know the analysis. You can also have an investigative you know spiritual thoughts of those you know the spiritual you know, positive thoughts and emotions. All right. You know so right. that actually helps us to relieve from those the unhealthy emotions and thoughts. Right. So the thereby the leaving the positive imprints right. for oneself right. and uh, so that less you know there's room for the negative imprints right. in our mind right, right. so that's how it's it's so much beneficial yeah. yeah so it's not just a performance yeah come and watch it passively but uh, to the degree that any person is able to mm -hmm. to really connect with that um, and i mean in some ways i imagine many people who attend will make it like mm -hmm. part of their spiritual practice for mm -hmm. that, that. And moment. also we do have a, one of the pieces is actually the demonstration of the monastic debate oh, okay. on Buddhist philosophies. Oh, that is cool. very, you know, very challenging, very, you know, beautiful one. Very cool. Because in our monastery, we spend five to six hours debate right. on Buddhist philosophies. Now tell me, what's, as the part of, what's the purpose of that? Is it to learn? Or? Yeah, it's actually the... Uh, how to you know improve your intellectual intellectual skill? Ah. You know, and Buddha himself mentioned in his teaching that you know, you the followers, right? Not just out of the reverence or out of faith should not follow right. his teaching, right? Right, right? He mentioned that in his own teaching, right? And you should rather you should you know investigate as if like goldsmith does, right? You know, the goldsmith, in order to finalize whether the pure gold or not, they cut it and they burn it and they rub it, right? right. Then later on, they finally, they finalize. So this is pure gold. Right. So Buddha gave a complete liberty or freedom to the followers, to his you know, students or disciples. So we in our monastic you know, the institution, the monastic universities, so we have the debate station in the sense whatever subject, whatever topic of Buddhist teaching you are studying for five years, six years, you know, whatever. And then you first you have to memorize. Mm -hmm. That is very right. important. Right. So thousands of pages you got to memorize. Right. And after memorization, then only you can approach the teacher to receive the teaching. Right. Otherwise, uh, the teacher, master will deny you to teach. Right. So first you have to memorize. That means every word is in your mind. Right. Now you need a meaning of the words. Right. So you approach the teacher and then receive the teachings. And the, what actually the textual meaning, integrate you know, the external or internal meanings and right. all these things. 
and then whatever you heard and learned from your master and those meanings and understanding brought to the debate courtyard right. and the rest of the student you know between, between rest of student you can make a debate right. so this is our topic and then the teacher that you receive the explanation and all these things the reference textbook and all so says these things so why not this why why not right. this? so why you agree this why you not agree this right right so what is the final meaning Right? Explicit meaning and implicit meaning and there's a textual meaning and right. so many different levels of meanings. Right. So you yourself try to get it, the, what actually the final meanings right. in order to convince you yourself, right? So this is a, the ultimate meaning of the particular topics. Right. Right. And then once you're fully convinced of the meaning of that particular text, then your mind is okay to follow it. Right. Right. Then, then you I, can begin. Then you can, you know, say, okay. Then it's up to you, right? right? After right. all, you just you you you, you finalized. Right. Like the, after all, the goldsmith finalized. This is a pure gold. Right. Right. right? Now goldsmith can use whether this gold used for the ring or right. bracelet or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So once you finalize and thereby finding the pure gold. The, you know, similarly, once you finalize this, this is the final meaning of the text. Right. Right. After investigating, analyzing this and that, then you, this, that meaning put into practice. Okay. So everyday right. life. Right. And then meditation is something that is very important to bringing that meaning to you. Right. And be as a part of your daily life. Right. Not just, you know, practice in just in temple out of when you go out of temple, then you forget it. Right, right, right. Not like that. So everyday life, right. so that your ordinary habits, right? Ordinary, ordinary way of thinking by body, speech, and mind, right. will be transformed. Right. So once you see first the the final conviction of the the meaning of that teachings, right. then only you put into practice. Right. right. Yeah, and then that practice again and again, again and again, again for like many years. Then your pattern of habits will be changed. Right. And the way of thinking, way of looking, way of acting, speaking, whatever will be, eventually, you know, moving towards the positive. Right. You right. know, without less obstacles, without right. less, you know, uncomfortable or whatever. Right. So that's actually the... How debate, the monastic debate is very crucial right. and important to you yourself to be trained your mind. Yeah. Otherwise, just this is Buddha said and you should follow. Then some people may ask, why you follow? Right. You have no answer at all. Right, right. You're, just, you're not analyzed. You're just responding rightly, yeah. whatever you memorized. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why memorize, receive teaching, and then make debate to make it final meaning. Right. Find it final meaning. See, that's what we need, that's what we yeah. need to do here. Our founder, Ernest Holmes, who founded this, this teaching, um, had very much the same spirit in that don't just take what I have, uh, I've written about and talked about and, you know, I want you to apply it to your life. I want you to test it uh, and see how it, it actually works. Yeah. Um, that's such a, a, a great dedication and intention to that. Yeah, that's, that's very, otherwise our mind is sometimes, this, our mind is very unique, you know, once our mind is fully convinced, right. then only start to think, oh, I may, I may change yeah. now. 
Well, and otherwise, how, yeah, or it might have sometimes, you know, lost. Yeah, you know. And how easy it is for people to convince themselves of things that just may or may not be true, may or may not work, but yeah. yet they become committed to those things. Yeah, yeah, it's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, trying to think of that, you know, we've covered so much. Um, is there anything else that you would like people to know? People who may come uh, and visit while you're here. Is there anything you'd like people to know? So I will say, um, so this is our first visit here in this wonderful, uh, the church, my high church, and we are very, very honored. And last year, actually, I myself, you know, attended with one of the few programs here. Right. And uh, all the monks actually very much, you know, touched by the presence of all the wonderful spiritual brothers and sisters and also reverends, you know, the masters here. And uh, I will say, you know, the... Please come if you have time, and then visit and explore what actually the Buddhist, uh, Tibetan Buddhist monks, you know, you know, want to share, right. you know, the, their the essential old Tibetan culture and traditions. Right. So I'm sure that you will really like it and you will really enjoy and uh, benefits and uh, not just the temporary meeting for a few days, but also it really impacts rest of the your life for bringing more. Harmony, peace in you yourself and your families, communities, and then at large at world, you know. Right. And uh, that's that's you know all that I wanted to share. Right. And uh, so I would like to thank you know all the concerns, uh, staff and members, and the supporters and sponsors, you know, for bringing and supporting us. And this culture, the essential old Tibetan culture and tradition, is highly. And danger inside its own, you know, the hometown, you know, right. home country in Tibet, and uh, showing concern, and supporting that actually means a lot for Tibetan refugee people, you know, facing their culture almost dying, right, and a very difficult time, and uh, we were much thankful, right, right, to all of them. Well, and we are very honored to have you here. Thank you for taking the time for this okay. interview. Thank you for Thank the you. work that you all are doing in this world. And um, again, we look forward, we have the information on our website. Uh, if you can be here, when you can be here, please come join us. Thank you very much.